let the church say amen. From the book of Ezra, the book of Ezra, the book of Ezra chapter 5. I know you're glad you got an electronic device today. <laughs> Amen. The book of Ezra, Ezra, chapter 5. I would that when you get an opportunity, it's a short book, just read, read through the whole book. See it in... It's entirety. <clears throat> but for today, I'm going to read for you chapter 5, beginning with verse 1. These are the words that you find. Then the prophets, Haggai, and the prophet, the prophet, Zechariah, the son of Edo, prophesied unto the Jews that were in Judah and Jerusalem in the name of the God of Israel, even unto them. Amen. Again, I want you to read this whole thing, but today I, I want to use this and I, I want to talk to us this morning from this subject, a need for revival and renewal. A need for revival and renewal. In my childhood, in my early school days, I was known by most of my teachers by one thing. It wasn't because I was smart. <laughs> it wasn't that. It wasn't because I, I had a lot to say. I was noted for my penmanship. I could write. Had perfect writing. I, 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 I practiced writing. I, I took pride in having the teachers talk about my skill in writing. They would look at my writing and they would call other teachers to the door and say, look at this. See how neat it is. That little boy over there, little nappy head boy over there, he, he did this. They, they would brag about my writing skills and how, how I would take my time and make sure that every letter was precise and neat. But periodically, periodically, that teacher would sort of slow down on her compliments and... and uh, uh, Inevitably, she would call me up to her desk and say, Richard, you need to sharpen your pencil. 
you, you, need, you need to sharpen your pencil. How, how did she know that? How did she know that? She could tell that my work was not reflecting what she knew I could do. Are y'all hearing me? I'm going somewhere. Nothing was wrong with the pencil. The pencil was all right. There was nothing wrong with it. It was still writing. But over time, after being used for a while, being dropped and the lead being broken out of it, it yeah, yeah, over time, the pencil has become dull. Are y'all hearing me? And now she knows that the only problem is that it needs to be sharpened. Can I say it another way? It needs to be revived. <laughs> Y'all hearing me? It, it's not doing what it ought to be doing. It's not doing what it can do. It needs to be sharpened. How many of us <clears throat> in our Christian walk can admit and be honest and admit that over time we've grown dull. Are y'all here? Let, let's, let me just talk to the honest folk in here. That over time you, you can grow dull. You, you, you're still turning your work in, still finishing projects, still working in ministry, but it doesn't have the sharpness, doesn't have the luster that it used to have. Over time, over time, life has happened. One trial after another trial. If it ain't one thing, it's another. You've been dropped a few times. And over time, you've become dull. Still functional. Show up every Sunday. Come to every meeting, still functional, but do. Still getting your work done, but it ain't as sharp as it has been. Are y'all hearing this? Let me suggest that it may be time for us to sharpen up. Let me suggest that it may be time for a revival. Time for renewal. This book of Ezra, this book of Ezra shares the story of the people of God as they are returning to their homeland. They've been in bondage now in Babylon for 70 years and now they are returning home. <clears throat> they're returning, they're returning. And, and here it is. It's, read the story. It's a beautiful story. They're returning, not with just permission, but they're learn, returning with orders from a wicked president. I mean, a king. <laughs> they, they are returning with orders from a wicked king, Cyrus. Are y'all hearing me? And this wicked king has ordered them, go back to Jerusalem. Go back, and I want you to rebuild the temple. 
This King Cyrus, let me pause here a minute. This King Cyrus is the king that evangelicals are using now, and they, they, they compare him to Donald Trump. This is, what, this is their excuse. They, they, they say that Donald Trump is, is the modern-day King Cyrus. They, they say God is using him to carry out his will. That's what they say. I say that they are misusing scriptures to clean up a dirty man because he's willing to do what they want done. Y'all ain't hearing me, but that ain't got nothing to do with nothing. So, so while it seems like King Cyrus is somehow being sympathetic to the people and their cause, the truth is Proverbs 21 is true. The king's heart is in the hand of God. And like the rivers, God turns it wherever he wants to. That's really what's going on here. God himself is taking charge of the heart of the king. So, chapter 1 and 2, it says, chapter 1 and verse 2, it says, Thus says Cyrus, the king of Persia. Listen at this. This is Cyrus talking. The Lord of heaven hath given me all the kingdoms of the earth. <laughs> and he has charged me to build him a house in Jerusalem, which is in Judah. Nobody can do it but me. <laughs> Y'all hear me? This is, that was my line. That, that, was, that, was, that was my line. But he has charged me to do this. The Lord is depending on me to, 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 to restore his house. The real truth, my brothers and sisters, is the people of God have been in bondage for 70 years, just like God said, and now the bondage is over, and God is keeping his promise that he is going to return them to their homeland. They're on their way back to Jerusalem, and, and he's promised them that he's going to restore and renew their relationship with him. So King Cyrus charged God's people and he charged the people. He said, y'all going home now. Going back to Jerusalem and, and, yeah, and, 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 yeah, and I want you to go there and build the, the, the temple back. Go back and build the house of God. So there's excitement among the people. They're excited. They're excited. It says that God raised their spirits and their hands were strengthened. They're excited. We are out of slavery. We're going back home and we're going to build up our temple. And as they, as, 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 as they left, they were, according to the word of God, they were given money from the treasury. Cyrus was doing it up. He, he was funding this thing. He gave them money from the treasury. He, 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 he gave them precious stuff. And then, yeah, yeah, he gave them beasts so that they could get the work done. He, he was just overdoing it. And then, as a matter of fact, the Bible says the king gave them back all of the vessels that Nebuchadnezzar had pillaged, that he, had took, he took from the house of God. He said, y'all take all of that stuff back. Go back to Jerusalem now. Look at these people. They're on fire. They're on fire. They're trusting God again. 
They've got a new commitment to worship. They've got a new commitment to obey his every command. They get back and they waste no time getting started. Are y'all hearing me? Can't you see them on their way back? Can't you see them stepping with a made-up mind? Can't you see them? We know God ain't playing with us now, and we're going to get it right this time. Can't you see them on fire for God? Yeah, he has brought us out. He's given us another chance. I can almost hear them singing, I shall not, I shall not be moved. I can almost hear them singing, I ain't going to let nobody turn me around. Are you seeing these folk? These folk are on fire, excited, on fire for the Lord. But when they got back, when they got back, they didn't find what they left. Temple was down. They knew they had to rebuild it, but the land that they used to live on had some other folk living on it now. They've been gone for 70 years. So, so folk from the northern kingdom, they had sort of moved in and just, just sort of took up residence. And, and, and not, only, not only that, uh, these, uh, you, you, you do know when they left, they only took the brightest and the smartest. That's how Shadrach, Meshach, Abednego, David, Daniel, Daniel, I mean Daniel and all those folk. Yeah, they, they took the brightest. They, they left some folk there. And, and while they were gone, these folk had intermarried with other races of people. They had sort of intermarried with people. And that's how Samaria, all that stuff with Samarians, we don't have no dealings with them. So they get back. And it's not what they left. They, they get back and they find that, 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 that yeah, th this was the beginning of a whole lot of confusion between the Jews and, and the people who had moved in. According to the word of God, these people, when they got back, they're on fire, they're ready to build it. But the, the Bible says these folk that were living around there, they just watched them. They, they just watched them. They, they went on and started working and built the foundation and got the foundation finished. And those folk just sat there and watched them. And then after they got the foundation finished, these folk began to say, well, it looked like they're going to do something. So they, 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 it looked like they were joining in to help, but they actually had a plan to stop the work. Are y'all hearing me? Bible says they, they joined in, and what they were really doing were, was infiltrating their ranks. Yeah, yeah, trying to, yeah, yeah, we're working beside them now, and we're going to slow this thing down. We're going to, we, we're going to, we got a plot that we're going to stop all this building. It didn't work. They kept right on working, and when that didn't work, they, they began to try to discourage them. Yeah, start talking about, I don't see no sense in all of this. Yeah, when that didn't work, when that didn't work, they used fear and they began to use intimidation to try to stop the work. Chapter 4 and verse 5 says that they even hired counselors against them to infiltrate, to, to, to frustrate them in their purpose. All the days of Cyrus the king of Persia, it says they kept on trying to frustrate them and then finally Cyrus died and now they got a new king and they started out with him to trying to find ways to stop the work. They, they were sending letters and accusing the people of plotting a rebellion. They did everything to try to stop 
this work, and guess what? Eventually, the work stopped. They stopped. The people got discouraged, and it looked like the devil had won. For 16 years, the work stopped. For 16 years, the the pilgrim program that God inspired and cleared the way for, the program came to a halt. For 16 years, no progress on God's building. For 16 years, total abandon of the will of God. What happened? What happened? What, what happened? Well, it is. The toils of everyday life just wore them down. Having to go every day and face negatives. Having to go every day and fight just to do the right thing. It completely threw them off of their mission. They were no longer sharp. They were no longer excited. They had become dull. Same boat that were excited a few years ago. And now they have become dull. What do you do? What do you do when you no longer have the drive that you used to have? What do you do when you no longer have the fire you used to have to do God's work? When the world around you has just worn you down. You want to be used by God. You want to be used by God. But you just don't have the drive to keep fighting to do it. Are y'all hearing this? came in like a blazing fire, but over time, folk lying on you, discouraging you rather than encouraging you, scheming and, and trying to throw you off track, and, and then life happens. One thing after another, and, and, and before you know anything, uh, you, all your get up and go had got up and went. You burn out. Y'all hearing this? You burn out. You're still committed. Still believe God will finish what he started. You're just tired. Just burn out. He, 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 yeah, 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 yeah. And, and, and brothers and sisters, here, as a pastor, it's a statement that you hear all the time. People will always say, well, pastor, pastor, I'm, I'm still with you, but I, I just need to sit down for a while. It's amazing, it's amazing. Hellish folk don't ever say that. <laughs> it's amazing. Folk, folk, folk who don't mean you no good, them folk that keep something going all day, they don't ever say that. They don't ever take a day off. But, but here it is. Here it is. People of God had been worn down. The work on the temple had stopped, and it looked like their fire had gone out, their fervor had left, but at the beginning of chapter 5, these two preachers show up. <laughs> these two preachers show up, Haggai and Zechariah. And, and, and according to the text, they just started preaching. <laughs> Y'all hear me? According to the text, they just showed up. Started a revival. They started prophesying to the Jews 
and, and, and in Judah and Jerusalem, and they, 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 what, what they were doing, listen, get this clear, they were prophesying in the name of the God of Israel. Somebody say revival. They don't have time. Yeah, this morning, we, we can't go into all of the details, but check the book, and you'll see that Haggai, he, yeah, yeah, and, 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 and if you look at the book of Haggai and the book of Zechariah, you, you see details about how they preached and what they preached about, but enough to know this morning, Haggai was a plain, no-sense kind of preacher. And, 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 and what he knew and what he preached was what God has promised. Are y'all hearing me? Sometimes, sometimes all you need is somebody to remind you of what God has already done. Are y'all hearing me? Sometimes, sometimes uh, we can get so far away from where we started, we just need somebody to come along and remind us that God is still on the throne. We need somebody to come along and remind us that the same God, same God that brought you out of Egypt, the same God that blocked the Red Sea, the same God is still on. He, he, he reminded them what God had already. But then Zechariah, yeah, yeah, he was a visionary and he, he talked a lot about vision. He, he, he preached to them about what God had in store for them. Preached to them and told them that God ain't through with you yet. That God has got some more for you. To, are y'all hearing me? According to the word of God, these two preachers came preaching. They came preaching. And they preached so powerfully that the people of God had their spirits renewed. They, they preached so powerfully that they went back to work went back to work on the temple. Somebody say revival. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They, 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 they preached so hard and the people were so encouraged that the Bible says that the work started again. Somebody say revival. Chapter 5, verse 2 says that the leaders rose up, pulled the people together, started working on the temple. Yeah, and don't miss that last line in verse 2. It says, uh, the prophets helped them. <laughs> yeah, I like that line. I like that line. So too often the prophets sit back and watch other folk work. No, the prophets helped them. Get the work done. What happened? What happened? What happened? What happened? A revival broke out. A revival had broken out and the people were refreshed and renewed. They went back to work. Revival, my brothers and sisters, uh, will get you up. Revival done just right will put you back to work. Not only will it get you up, not only will it put you back to work, revival will give you staying power. Y'all hear me? Let, let me show it to you. Let me show it to you. Verse 3 Verse 3, it, 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 it says that they were revived to go back to work. Verse 4 says that, yeah, yeah, see, the devil don't ever quit. Verse 4 says that this time they, that the government got involved. Yeah, they back now rebuilding the temple, and now government officials get involved. Come wanting to know, do you have a permit? Y'all hear me? Who, who authorized y'all to 
do all of this building. We, and they began to take names. Let me have the names of everybody working here. Let me see if they got a, a, a card. Let, let, let me see if they're documented. Let me see if they got a green card. <laughs> Y'all ain't hearing this. Yeah, what, what they're doing is that they are trying to intimidate them. They're trying to get the work stopped again. But because of the revival, y'all ain't hearing this. Because of the revival, yeah, 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 yeah. Verse 5 says, but the eye of God was upon the elders and the Jews that they could not cause them to cease. Somebody say revival. See, my brothers and sisters, revival will set a fire in you that nobody can put out. Revival will give you new strength to do what you felt like you couldn't do. Revival will give you a new determination. Revival will put you, yeah, put you back in the race and put a song on your heart. Yeah, you are saying for real, I ain't going to let nobody turn me around. Where am I going with this? Where am I going with this? Salem, I'm proclaiming this year, 2020. It's going to get us ready for this whole decade. This year is going to be a year of revival. It's going to be a year of revival and renewal. Are y'all hearing me? Over this year, over this year, yeah, yeah, I know we used to have an August meeting. That one revival that everybody waits on. But, but this year, yeah, this is going to be a year. Y'all might as well come on, go with me. This is going to be a year of revival. All year long, we're going to be blessed to hear voices from all over this nation who are going to come and they're going to come and sharpen us. Come and renew us. Come and get us ready for the battle that's ahead of us. What I want, what I want, I'm almost through. What I want is I want each of us to prepare ourselves. I'm going to be calling on ministries, prayer ministries, prayer warriors. I, I want us to prepare ourselves for the blessing that is about to come our way. I, I want us all begin now in our own personal prayer time. Pray that God will revive us again. Are y'all hearing me? Nothing wrong with us, nothing wrong with what we're doing, uh, but we just need sharpening. Every now and then, yeah, if you're going to do your best work, you need to stop shopping. So that, 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 that it just won't be a song on our lips. So it won't just be a song on, on, on our lips, but it will be a true request in our hearts. Oh, we sing it, we sing it, but it needs to be a part of a request on our heart. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not, not just a song. We praise thee, O God, for the son of thy love, for Jesus who died and is now gone above. Hallelujah. Thine the glory. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. Thine the glory. Revive us. Again, we praise thee, O God, for the spirit of light who has shown us our Savior and scattered our night. All glory and praise 
to the lamb that was slain who has borne all our sins and cleanse every stain. Revive us again. Fill each heart with your love. May each soul be rekindled with fire from above. Hallelujah. Thine the glory. Hallelujah. Amen. But don't stop right there. I want us all to make it personal. There's one thing for the church to be revived, but the church is made up of human beings. We make up the church, so maybe we need to join in with Andre Crouch and say, take me back, take me back, dear Lord, to the place where I first received you. Take me back. Take me back, dear Lord, where I first believe. I feel that I'm so far from you, Lord, but still I hear you calling me. Those simple things that I once knew, the memories keep drawing me. I must confess, Lord, I've been blessed. But yet my soul is not satisfied. But I need you to renew my faith, restore my joy, and dry my weeping eyes. Take me back, take me back, dear Lord, to the place where I first received you. Take me back, take me back, dear Lord, to the place where I first believe. Is there anybody here that remembers where you turned around? Does anybody here that remembers it was at the cross, at the cross, where I first saw the light and the burden of my heart roll away? It was there by faith. I received my sight. Now I'm happy. Yeah. All the day at the cross where my Savior died. At the cross where he died for my sins. Died. But I thank God he didn't stay dead. Early Sunday morning he got up with all power in his hand. Yes. Yes. Time for revival. Time for revival. We're doing good work, still getting it in on time, but just need to sharpen. And this year is going to prepare this church for the next decade. We, we're going before God and saying, God, here I am. Take me back to that place. Take me back to that place where I'm excited about doing your will. And do you remember when you were saved? You remember when he snatched you out? You remember? Take me back to that place. If you're here this morning, If you're unsaved, 
There is no revival, but there is resurrection. The unsaved, the word of God says, if thou wilt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. If you're here unsaved, I invite you to come today. If you're here and you're already saved, already say, but there's a need now for you to come forward that you might become a part of what God is doing now. Somebody ought to be moving.